Hello and welcome to NTD News Today. I'm Evelyn Lim, in for Kevin Hogan for the day. The Rolling to Remember Motorcycle Rally was back in D.C. for the Memorial Day weekend. Thousands were there to pay tribute to veterans and fallen soldiers. President Biden visits the site of the Texas school shooting. As the Justice Department announces, it will review law enforcement's response and why it took so long. New gun laws may be coming soon. A bipartisan compromise bill is in the works. Find out what it entails. The annual Rolling to Remember demonstration took place on Memorial Day weekend. Motorcyclists from across the nation rolled into Washington, D.C. to honor fallen soldiers and raise awareness on veteran struggles. In the nation's capital, thousands of motorcyclists marked this year's Memorial Day by taking laps around the National Mall. Spectators reflected on the importance of the day and the issues facing America. You know, there's a lot going on in the United States right now, and um, we need to remember where we came from and who we are as a people. As a veteran, uh, we're recognizing that we want our freedoms for the country, for the people here in the country, but at the same time being proud. Is America a proud country anymore? Or you have people in the country that's not following what, the, what America was truly built upon. The motorcycle rally, known as Rolling to Remember, has been going on for 30 years. The Rolling to Remember website says the annual event demands action for 82,000 service members missing in action. It also brings awareness to suicide and other critical issues affecting veterans. Also in Washington, D.C., comedian John Stewart was calling for better health care for military veterans. Among them are three and a half million veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan who were exposed to hazardous fumes from toxic burning pits, which can cause long-term health consequences. This may be one of the lowest hanging fruit of the American legislative agenda. And from the lawn of the U.S. Capitol, PBS kept up its annual tradition with the National Memorial Day concert. This year's event was hosted by Tony Award winner Joe Montagna and Emmy Award winner Gary Sinise. Thank you for joining us for the 2022 National Memorial Day concert. In its 33rd year, this concert is an American tradition and in so many ways the memorial service for the country. It's how all of us can join together to unite in tribute to all who serve, have served, and their families. And most importantly, so we can remember the brave who gave their lives for our country. Sitting in the audience were Gold Star families, veterans from World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan, including those still being treated for injuries. People across the United States are celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. 50,000 people were on hand when the memorial opened on the National Mall in 1922. The memorial features a 19-foot-high seated statue of Abraham Lincoln. It also includes engravings of what's considered two of his greatest speeches, the Gettysburg Address and his second inaugural address. The Lincoln Memorial has been the backdrop of national celebrations and pivotal moments in U.S. history, like the Civil Rights Movement. The National Park Service is celebrating with a number of events today. And millions of Americans traveling this holiday weekend are being greeted by unprecedented prices at the pumps. AAA says the national average price for regular gas rose to 4.62 a gallon on Memorial Day. 
That's 44 cents more expensive than a month ago. That's a new record high without adjusting for inflation. And it's up sharply from last Memorial Day, too, when it was 3.05. Seven states are now averaging $5 a gallon gas, and two more states are just pennies away from the milestone. Soaring gas prices reflect strong demand. People ramped up their travel plans while there's sluggish, sluggish supply. The president and the first lady visited Uvalde, Texas on Sunday. They paid respects to the victims who died in last week's school shooting. Entity's Jessica Beatty has more. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden offered their support Sunday in Uvalde, Texas, where gunmen killed 19 students and two teachers last week. A crowd chanted, do something. Biden responded. The Bidens visited a memorial outside Robb Elementary School, then went to a church service where some of the victims' families worship before meeting with victims' families. He went to each table individually and you know, they both their, yeah, their deepest, deepest condolences. A father of one of the victims said it was all about his daughter. And that's, that's all we were here for, you know what I'm saying? He listened to everything and we listened to him. He shed some tears, we shed some tears. Others had mixed feelings about Biden's visit. When the Epic Times asked Uvalde resident Raul Nolasco how he felt, he asked what time Biden was leaving. Nolasco pins the blame on a decline in moral standards, saying, quote, it's really the breakdown of the family. The social structure, the cell of society is the family. The primary issue is the lack of a father figure. Meanwhile, the Justice Department announced it will conduct a review of the law enforcement response one witness says he saw police fire at the gunman before he entered the school. And after that, the, the gunman fired at them. And uh, the, the police were defending themselves. They were trying to avoid the bullets because that's so they had. He had a real uh, heavy-duty artillery. You know, the gun was powerful. I could hear it. Law enforcement allowed the shooter to remain in a classroom at Robb Elementary School for nearly an hour while officers waited in the hallway and children inside made panicked 911 calls for assistance. Texas officials and law enforcement have been under intense scrutiny for their delayed actions. The DOJ says the goal of its review is to provide an independent account of what happened, see what went wrong, and identify best practices to help first responders prepare for active shooter events. Jessica Beatty, NTD News. A GoFundMe campaign has raised over $2.7 million to support the children of one of the teachers who was killed. Her husband died just two days after the tragedy from what appeared to be a heart attack. They leave behind four children, two are under 18. And now bipartisan negotiations on possible gun legislation are underway. Lawmakers in Washington are looking for ways to prevent further tragedies. And today's Jeremy Sandberg reports. Senators from both the Republican and Democrat side are looking for a compromise solution regarding gun laws. On Sunday, Senators Cory Booker and Chris Murphy both talked about advancing bipartisan legislation aimed at reducing gun violence. Senator Durbin of Illinois says he is confident Congress will find a compromise. I sense a different feeling among my colleagues uh, after Uvalde. Possible changes coming include expansion of the federal gun background check system, safe storage, and red flag laws. Red flag laws allow police or family members to petition a state court to order removal of firearms from an individual posing a danger to themselves or others. 
other ideas being considered are putting more resources towards mental health and school security. Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger says he's open to the idea of banning certain guns. Look, I have opposed a ban, uh, you know, fairly recently. I, I think I'm open to a ban now. Uh, it's going to depend what it looks like because there's a lot of nuances. Kinzinger says he's now wondering if extra licenses or training are needed, if not bans. 99.9% .9 of people that own ARs, we all know, are not going to walk into a school and do this. But the problem is for those that support the Second Amendment, like me, we have to be coming to the table with ways to mitigate 18-year-olds buying these guns and walking into schools. Former President Donald Trump spoke at the annual NRA convention in Texas on Saturday. All of us must unite, Republican and Democrat, in every state and at every level of government, to finally harden our schools and protect our children. Trump says the Second Amendment needs to be protected, calling for a drastic change to approaching mental health and increased security in schools. He says every school building should have a single point of entry, along with complete security overhauls. There should be strong exterior fencing, metal detectors, and the use of new technology to make sure that no unauthorized individual can ever enter the school with a weapon. Senator Ted Cruz also spoke in defense of the Second Amendment. We must not react to evil and tragedy by abandoning the Constitution or infringing on the rights of our law-abiding citizens. Cruz says now is the time for action and unity in protecting our rights. It is a matter of basic security. Taking guns away from these responsible Americans will not make them safer, nor will it make our nation more secure. Both Trump and Cruz say the solutions being proposed by Democrats in Washington would have done nothing to stop the recent tragedies. Shares in popular firearm and ammunition manufacturers have jumped since the recent mass shooting, suggesting investors are anticipating a rise in sales as customers rush to buy weapons and ammunition before tighter gun control legislation is possibly introduced. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. And we're moving on to the Buffalo shooting. A funeral was held for the last of the victims of the Buffalo supermarket shooting. Her name was Ruth Whit Whitfield. She was 86 and the oldest of the 10 people killed in that shooting. She was eulogized by civil rights activist Reverend Al Sharpton at a service attended by Vice President Kamala Harris. Whitfield was inside the Topps Friendly Market after visiting her husband of 68 years in a nursing home. And that's when the 18-year-old gunman opened fire. Authorities say the gunman targeted the store because it's in a predominantly black neighborhood. Whitfield was the mother of a former Buffalo Fire Commissioner. Thirteen people were shot in the attack and three survived. Federal authorities are investigating it as a hate crime. The shooter is charged with first-degree murder and is being held without bail. His attorney entered a plea of not guilty on his behalf. A stampede broke out early Sunday in Brooklyn, New York. Rumors spread of gunfire just after a boxing match ended. Police say almost a dozen people are injured. As boxing fans filed out of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn after Saturday night's match, words of gunshots spread among the crowd. Twitter posts and social media videos show scores of fans rushing back into the stadium to take cover. Some knocked others down as they climbed over seats or ducked down on the floor. Police told Reuters that there was a sound, 
there was a sound disturbance, but no shooting and no gun. New York City police said people heard loud noises and thought it was gunfire. They said it was nothing more than that, and that there were 10 minor injuries. A representative for the Barclays Center was not immediately available for comment. And in other news, a $2 million tabernacle is missing, stolen from a Catholic church in Brooklyn. The New York Police Department says the theft took place between Thursday evening and Saturday afternoon from St. Augustine Roman Catholic Church. Authorities say thieves used power tools to get inside and took the 18-karat pure gold tabernacle. The Diocese of Brooklyn says it dates back to the 1890s and is irreplaceable. The suspects also took off the heads of angel statues inside the church. So far, the incident is not being treated as a hate crime. Police are asking the public to come forward with information regarding the theft. Is there anything you think we should cover? If you have any news, tips, or feedback for the show, don't hesitate to email us at news.today at ntd.com. And coming up after the break, Phoenix police have found a stash of stolen catalytic converters after a months-long investigation. The U.S. has seen a sharp rise in the theft of the vehicle parts. And a hepatitis outbreak in three states is potentially linked to organic strawberries. They were sold at popular supermarket chains. Twelve people have been hospitalized so far. That and more coming up on NTD News. Arizona man is facing multiple theft charges after detectives found a huge stash of stolen catalytic converters packed into a storage unit in Phoenix. The case highlights a national surge in thefts of the pricey auto parts that play a critical role in reducing vehicles' emissions. The discovery of over 1,200 of the devices came after a months-long investigation. Phoenix police were watching as a man bought and sold the converters. The National Insurance Crime Bureau says thefts have skyrocketed with more than 52,000 reported last year. That's up from roughly 4,000 in 2019. They can cost from $1,000 to $3,000 to replace. Five people were killed after two recreational boats collided head-on in the Georgia River on Memorial Day weekend. One of the drivers was arrested for boating under the influence. Two people were confirmed dead immediately following the crash on Saturday morning. Four passengers were injured and transported to the hospital. Three others were initially declared missing. Georgia and U.S. Coast Guard divers recovered their bodies Sunday morning from the bottom of the Wilmington River near Savannah. They were found in water about 14, 14 feet deep and in close proximity to each other. One of the four survivors is seen in a video getting lifted out of the water by a helicopter. The arrested boater was a 45-year-old man from Savannah, Georgia. Authorities told WSAB-TV the cause of the crash is unknown and is under investigation. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested and charged for allegedly driving under the influence of alcohol on Saturday night. Records show the 82-year-old's bail was set at $5,000. Paul Pelosi was booked into jail in Napa County, California at around 4 a.m. 
at around 4 a.m. there on Sunday. He was released three hours later and charged with driving under the influence of alcohol. He was also charged with having a blood alcohol content over the legal limit. Both are misdemeanors. Napa County is a district that Speaker Pelosi has represented for decades. A spokesperson confirmed that Pelosi's office was aware of the reports, but told news outlets she won't be commenting on the incident. The spokesperson said Pelosi was on the East Coast at the time of the arrest. And over in California, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom has tested positive for COVID-19. In an announcement Saturday, Newsom's office said he had been showing mild symptoms. Newsom is now isolating until at least June 2nd. He will be working remotely until then. Newsom's office says he is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and has received two booster shots. The FDA is investigating an outbreak of hepatitis A in three states that is potentially linked to organic strawberries. Federal health officials say there have been 17 hepatitis A cases reported as part of the outbreak in California, Minnesota and North Dakota. It ha there have been 12 hospitalizations so far. The brands involved are Fresh Campo and HEB. They were sold at Aldi, Kroger, Safeway, Sprouts, Trader Joe's and Walmart, among a few others. Most of the illnesses were reported between March 28th to April 30th, but hepatitis A symptoms can last up to two months. If consumers purchased or froze any of the strawberries, the FDA says they should be thrown away. And coming up, Top Gun Maverick breaks a box office record for Memorial Day weekend and it also breaks a record for Tom Cruise movies. The movie's actors discuss what the film means to them. More in just a minute on NTD News. Mona Lisa was left shaken but unharmed on Sunday. That's when a visitor to, to the Louvre tried to smash the glass protecting the world's most famous painting. He then smeared cream across the glass surface in a climate-related publicity stunt. The perpetrator was a man disguised as an old lady who jumped out of a wheelchair before attacking the glass. A video of the incident's aftermath that shows a Louvre staffer cleaning the glass. Another video posted on social media showed the same staffer finishing cleaning the paint covering the Da Vinci masterpiece, while other attendance is, while another attendant is seen removing a wheelchair from in front of the painting. The Louvre was not immediately available for comment. Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick had all the right moves. The long-awaited sequel took off with $124 million in its first three days. That's a record debut for Cruise and for Memorial Day weekend. Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Tom Cruise returns to teach a new generation of naval aviators in Top Gun Maverick. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. Jay Ellis was an eager student. You know, I grew up watching this movie. My dad was in the Air Force. I grew up around aviation. So all these years later to be able to like go make this movie and be a part of this after being a, after loving the original film so much, like it's it's insane. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. Smoke in the air, smoke in the air. 
never forget yourself. Jennifer Connolly joins the team as an old flame of Mavericks. I enjoyed the whole process, to be honest with you. I think that Tom is really smart about story and refining the story, identifying the story, honing in on it. Today's exercise is dogfighting. Two versus one. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> Cruise's co-stars weren't laughing after a few F-18 spins. You're sitting there, you're literally, these jets are like flying off the screen. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. That's me. I'm in that, that's me in that jet. That's crazy. Like, this is, it's, it's unreal. Astronomers are forecasting the chance of a spectacular meteor shower late Monday night or early, early Tuesday morning. The night sky on Memorial Day could be lit up by as many as 1,000 shooting stars in an hour. Or it could be a complete dud. Astronomers are hoping that what they call the Tower Herculid meteor shower will be something extra special this year. That's because its parent comet has been disintegrating, which Space.com says could result in an otherworldly light show. Some astronomers say the meteor storm, if it occurs, could even last an hour or two. NASA's Meteoroid Environment Office says the peak may be around 1 a.m. Tuesday and should be visible high in the sky over North America. It's easy to get healthy and slim down the waistline if you follow the principles of the Blue Zone people. Here's Gina Marie with Strong Mind and Body. Blue Zone guts are pretty impressive. I'm not talking about the bellies and the, the bat section of the stadium. I mean the global blue zones. These are places around the world where inhabitants regularly live in good health. Not only that, but they live to be more than 100 years old and that may be due to their gut health. Research shows the microbial population living in your gut, that's your microbiome, can play a role in immune strength mood, inflammation, and cognitive function. What's really cool is that people living in blue zones live in diverse environments. They live in different parts of the world, they eat different foods, and they come from different cultures. But they share health and longevity, so here are their tips. Let's look at whole food. What you wanna do is start by eating more whole grains, nuts, veggies, and fresh fruit. All of these things are rich in fiber, which feeds good gut microbes. Beans have some extra benefit too. Some data suggests that a cup of beans per day may add as many as four years to life expectancy. Next is fermented foods, one of my favorite. Fermented foods have great shelf life without additives. They also seem to be another common feature of blue zone diets. They can help to increase the population of good bacteria and thereby prevent chronic inflammation. Polyphenols. Polyphenols are antioxidant compounds that may help protect cells from damage. Many of the blue zones have abundant natural sources of these which show up repeatedly in the foods they eat. Here are some examples of foods rich in polyphenols coffee, berries, nuts, and spinach. And of course, don't forget, no processed food. 
people in these areas don't eat many processed foods. Their diets are rather low in sugar and sweetness comes from sources such as honey. Also, in terms of salt, food is more likely to be seasoned with healthier options such as turmeric, garlic, ginger and other spices. Eating a diet that nurtures gut health adds length to your life. Cutting processed foods and focusing on whole foods is the very first step. That's all the updates we have for now. We're going to put our email address on screen again. We'd love to hear from you. For podcasters, that's news.today at ntd.com. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time.